Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, we are going to be chatting about inherited IRAs, IRA beneficiary forms, and GameStop stock. Yeah. So buckle up. We've got a really good episode for you. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. The first question, as we want to get started, is from Harold R. of Canton, Ohio. Harold wants to know, I received an inherited IRA from my deceased father. Can I move the account into my solo 401k I have with you? Well, great question, Harold. So you are receiving a non-spousal inherited IRA because um, your father is not your spouse. So the way the rules work for non-spousal inherited IRAs is unfortunately, you're not allowed to move them into a 401k. Uh, You can't even do a Roth conversion. They essentially are locked in and uh, based off the new requirement and distribution rules, uh, depending on the age of your father, um, you generally would have 10 years to pull the funds out. And if it was a traditional IRA, it would be subject to tax as you take those RMDs out. No longer can you stretch it over your life expectancy. You'd have to um, generally pull it out within 10 years. Whereas if it was a spousal IRA inherited, uh, then you could put the IRA in your name and you may be able to uh, delay taking the RMDs, but you would certainly be able to roll that over to a solo 401k because it's a spousal IRA uh, inherited. But with a non-spousal inherited IRA, you're kind of locked into the traditional IRA world. So great question, Harold. Thank you for it. Second question is from YouTube. And this individual wants to know, I own GME stock in my IRA and want to direct register. How hard is the process and is it taxable? So GME, GameStop stock, uh, you guys all heard about it. There's, believe it or not, about 75 million of the shares outstanding. About 25% of the stock is directly registered. That means the stock is registered in the individual's name and not in the broker's name. Why? Because if the stock gets registered into the broker's name, believe it or not, when you own buy stock and through a brokerage firm, the stock is generally registered in the name of the brokerage firm as the owner for the benefit of you. So technically, you actually don't even control those shares. Now, when you want to buy and sell them, for example, the brokerage firm has inventory and then gives you the shares or um, to use. But technically, they are the uh, owner of record. So that allows them to use those shares for short sellers and make a little bit of money as they lend those shares out for short sellers, which has been a major problem for, you know, GME folks, AMC and some other meme stock um, investors. And that's something they're trying to stop. So if you want to direct register the shares, you know, IRA Financial has the best solution out there through an IRA LLC. We can work with you through it, but essentially you open an account. um, You then do, we'll help you do an indirect in-kind rollover of the shares to computer share, which is the um, essentially the transfer agent for GME. Um, the shares will be put in your name. You Every 12 months, you can do a 60-day rollover where you can take personal possession of the asset. So you take advantage of that here. And then while that's going on, we'll set up an LLC. 
once the LLC's set up, we'll work with um, game, we'll work with uh, computers uh, share. So they will then retitle the shares from you personally into the LLC. So ultimately the LLC will have control ownership of those shares and the manager of the LLC, you, will have total control. IRA Financial will have no control of the process. We're not a brokerage firm. We're not FINRA regulated. We don't give investment advice. We don't sell securities, sell stocks. So it's a really perfect marriage because there's no uh, conflict of interest. There's no risk that uh, we would you know, somehow use your shares. To short sell, you would have control of the ownership through the LLC, which you manage and which is owned by the IRA. So if you are interested in you know, direct registering, DRSing your stock, uh, just let us know. Third and final question of today's podcast is from Donna R. of Tampa Bay, Florida. Donna wants to know, hi, what is my insurance that if I die, you will turn over all funds to my heirs, beneficiaries without probate? So this is a superb question. I actually get this quite often. Uh, we're a regulated trust company, so it's we have to do what the rules require, which is if you have a beneficiary form, that rules, that controls, it's a self-directed account, you have control over the process. So, so long as your beneficiary for, form is submitted and it's hopefully up to date, we will do exactly what that form does. Now, unfortunately, and you know, we've been in business a long time and you know, we've had clients that pass, unfortunately. Wish we all can live uh, to 120 or more, but doesn't always work out that way. So we are pretty well versed in what happens. The only advice I would give all you listeners out there is, or viewers, make sure, and I've done this before and I've said it before, make sure your beneficiary forms up to date, especially if you've had change in, in your family life, um, you know, death in the family, uh, separation, divorce, whatever. Just every year, it's good to just make sure the custodian, you know, IRA Financial, for example, has an updated form. Uh, make sure your primary is who you want it to be, whether it's a spouse or a friend or brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, uh, whatever, <laughs> neighbor. Just make sure it's the person you want. And same with secondaries, because if your primary, God forbid, passes and you don't update the form, then it goes to your secondary. So uh, I've seen it. I've been involved in it where you have a situation where um, spouse gets divorced. Unfortunately, the spouse with the IRA doesn't change their beneficiary form. Spouse dies. Guess what? The ex-wife and the new wife now are fighting over that money and beneficiary form will trump the will. So I've seen it where the ex-spouse gets the money and the current spouse is not happy about it. So poor guys, uh, in this case, the guy's probably turned in his grave because it was a lot of money and I don't know where he wanted to go, but he never updated his beneficiary form, although his will said everything would go to his new spouse. But it, we ended up, they ended up coming to a settlement and they, they agreed to terms, but it was super messy and took a lot of uh, time and lawyer fees. So just update your form. You can go on our app. You can call us. We'll help you out. Just make sure it's up to date. You don't do it every day. You just, you know, once a year or if nothing changes in your life, then don't do it or don't need to focus on it. But if you do have a change in your life, family, um, death, um, anything that uh, involves your primary or contingent, um, let us know and just update the form. You can do it on our app or, or through the web portal. That's it. Another ad mail in the bag. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I did. It was fun. Uh, these, these are always fun. They're short. They're sweet. 
we get to learn from each other. Um, I do some prep. Yeah, I actually do homework before the podcast to make sure I can succinctly get you the right answer, which uh, generally I can. But, you know, the GameStop question, I did a bunch of research on, you know, direct registration, how um, active it is. It wasn't, I was surprised that 25% of the stock was directly registered because the SEC doesn't require you to do brokerage registered or direct. You can do whatever you want. So 99% of people just brokerage uh, um, register it because that's the way it works. But there's a growing number of folks, uh, especially in the um, GME world that kind of got uh, blindsided by what happened a couple of years ago with the uh, squeeze on short sellers. And, you know, we're super surprised that this world existed where the brokerage firms actually could make money, um, you know, lending out your shares uh, that you actually indirectly own, but they actually have been, they actually have title to, but you're the beneficial owner, which is like super strange. So anyways, um, that's it for today. Hope you guys uh, had some fun, learned something um, and hope you come back next week. So if you have a question, comment, Leave it if you don't mind, uh, thumbs up or a like, whatever works for you. Appreciate that as well. And you could pick up this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Uh, it's there. Just find it. And don't forget to check out the two other podcasts I drop weekly at Bits, which generally drops every Tuesday for a bit of knowledge on various self-directed retirement topics. And then Adam Talks, which has been going on for about four or five years that I tackle a current events, tax, investment, retirement account topic, and just have some fun with it. So definitely check them out. Otherwise, um, have an amazing rest of your day and uh, talk to everyone again next week. Ciao. Take care.